Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Celtic Now and for our podcast. My name is Ryan Crawford. Join me this week once again is Robert Boyle, co-host. Robert, how's things, mate? All good, Ryan. Thanks. Yourself? Ah, not bad, mate. Weather's getting better, so well, we're about happier. Um, this week we're joined by the Celts Abroad. We're joined by Stevie, um, whose dad owns the Hoops Bar in Tenerife. Um, Stevie, how's things, mate? All good, mate. All good. All good over here. Obviously, you're in the How's sun, mate. So, ah, yeah. The sun's all the best, mate, but you've got the sun, so... Mm. Um, Aye, that's what matters. <laughs> um, <laughs> obviously, now it's come to springtime here, really, so we're kind of... Getting out the chili, chili PD, but obviously, uh, Stevie, it's important to have you on, mate. How is obviously the weather at the moment? How's how sunny Tenerife? Well, ah, yeah, at the minute it's um, it's just well, it's warm at the minute. I we're in the 25, 26 degrees during the day, all sunny. Um, during the night it can get quite chilly, but um, I all round quite warm at the minute. So ready for a hot summer, I think, in all the right. 40s at least. I'm going to lie, Robert, I'm jealous as fuck. I know. I, <laughs> I always say I would love to stay back in Tenerife. I almost stayed there a brief time, three months, but I'd love mm. to stay there permanently. You're a lucky guy, Stevie. Ah, <laughs> it's, not, it's not a bad life, to be fair. No, very good. Mm. Um, obviously, uh, Stevie, your, your dad owns um, the bar in Tenerife, which bar. Um, how, obviously, you are saying that you were born in Tenerife. How's, how is it, obviously... Been a Celtic fan and as, as young, how how was it growing up, being away and following Celtic? Well, mate, um, it's what can I say? It's growing up in a bar when you're a Celtic fan. It's just the best thing, you know what I mean? Because um, you meet people all the time, meet new friends that come in. Um, I've been since I was growing up. I was well working in the bar, collecting glasses, making sure the music's on making sure the TVs are on for the games and all that for Celtic TV. And um, I, it's it's a good atmosphere in the bar for me. Like, um, what can I say? I, it's, um, it's good going up in a bar, being a Celtic fan. I'm not current. <laughs> well, apart from this season, but previous seasons, it's mm. been, as you're probably known as success, really supporting Celtic. I all that's all I've known to be fair. I um since I started following Celtic, all we've had is um is glory. So 
long live the glory years, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. This season, this season hasn't helped with the um, with the stop of tourism over here, with the bad results. Even the locals, I didn't even want to watch a game. It's it's been it's been hard it's been hard for the bar, especially yeah. with the results this season. It's not been not been helping at all, unfortunately. Yeah. Mm. See, obviously, you mentioned how it's not really doing well with the bar. Obviously, COVID and lockdowns really impacted obviously a lot of bars here. But I'm guessing. Oh, hundred percent. With the tourists in Tenerife, it's maybe affected maybe Tenerife a lot worse because a lot of Brits can't go over. Obviously, a lot of Celtic fans mm. can't go over. And obviously, being in Tenerife, mm. Celtic matches on. You know what it's like. The bar would be absolutely stout. Yeah. How how has Tenerife been? Obviously, with lockdown, COVID, and obviously, how well, is, how, how's uh, impact been with the bar? Well, we've only had um, one lockdown over here. It was um, last year, fifteenth of March, till. Um, End of May, start of June. And um, at the start, when we opened, there was um, no people inside, only only the terrace open. Um, so at that time, it wasn't that bad because at the end of lockdown, everyone wanted to go and have a drink, watch a game, back to normality a bit. And then um, first few first few weeks, months, it was picking up. It was doing all right. Tourists started coming again. And um, end of June, start of July, and um, the bar was the bar was doing kind of all right. Um, then with the new with the new rules, we got um, we got allowed back inside, and um, it was all quite good for a few months. And then because obviously it started getting worse with all the tourists coming here, um, the police was just attacking all the bars. They were they were just they were just making our lives impossible. They were saying because of the um, because of COVID and all that, the music had to be at the lowest. We couldn't use big speakers or anything because obviously the louder the music, the more you have to talk, mm-hmm. whether passing on spit and all that that type of stuff. Um, so I we've at the minute we've we've been not the not the greatest. Because obviously no tourists, we're counting on the locals. Um, that isn't many, unfortunately. But um, it's with, it's the same with all the Celtic bars in Tenerife. All the bars are struggling, and it's a shame to see it like this. If I'm being honest. Yeah. So, is there any guidance in Tenerife at the moment in time when the lockdown well, is that they'll be able to have tourists back? Tenerife. Well, at the minute, um, we're 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 doing all right. Tenerife is um is, is not had a lot of total cases. It's under it's under fifteen twenty thousand, I think. And active cases, I think there's only about a thousand to two thousand. Um, we've got restrictions at the minute, which there's a ten o'clock curfew. Um, bars can only have a fifty percent of the terrace and a fifty percent inside, and you're allowed live entertainment, but um, no karaoke. Um, they're hoping, at the minute, because it's um, because it's Easter, they're putting um, an extra few rules to try and make a summer happen over here. With the recent announcement of the UK on the 21st of June, it's um, meant to be no social rules, international travelling. Spain are trying to prepare for it at the minute. So... But it seems, I don't know, but it seems to be, I don't know how 
how the locals in, in Spain see how what's happened here, Stevie. But to us, mm. it seems to be a lot of our countries are more organised and they're more mm. they've kind of got a plan in place. But every day we are finding out different things, and we don't know what's happening and what's what's not happening. Fortunately, um, it's a lot worse in mainland Spain. In mainland Spain, they're getting like thirty thousand new cases per day, and they're. Yeah, I think I read um, some parts of Spain are actually in full lockdown, some provinces. Um, but over here, we follow a different, like a different guideline from the mainland Spain because the Canary Islands and the mainland Spain, it's the same government, but it's mm. like different, different rules, if you know what I mean. Um, so we've got our own rules at the minute, the seven islands in Tenerife. Um, there's um, four tiers. We're in tier two at the minute. Some islands are tier one, some are tier three. Um, so I luckily the tiers aren't as bad over here. We can go out basically when we want. It's a it's a curfew. Everything's open basically, apart from nightclubs. But um, obviously you've got the curfew, got the rules, and um, you've got to wear masks in the street when you're walking. You've got um, wear masks obviously in the shops and all that. But um, but there's no problem. See how over in Britain they're trying to ramp up. Obviously there vaccine stevie um mm, how is it in spain do you seem to have a vaccine in place or um we've got uh we've got a vaccine in place i but um my age group which is um sam 16 to 25 we are supposed to get it in july next year you know what i mean at the minute there's um there's only there's there's less than half a million that's vaccinated in spain at the minute that's an unfortunate thing where our healthcare system isn't as good as the UK's. Yeah. yeah. See, see you get people up there. There's obviously <laughs> Spanish school and stuff like that, Stevie. Aye. Aye. So can you speak fluent Spanish? Aye, Spanish is my first language. I, I learned to speak Spanish Very before English. Very good. Uh, good. Mm. So it's helped me in some European trips. Yeah. What about... Um, people you went to school with that was all like Spanish people that you've ended up becoming friends with became Celtic supporters through stuff um to be fair my, my school um, it was obviously it was obviously a Spanish school um but because it's Tenerife you've got every nationality and my school had actually 47 nationalities when I was there um so I um had, had good mates Moroccan mates Colombian mates it was all, it was all, there was even some British people at my school, but um, most British people went to the British school, the private school in Tenerife. But I, I prefer the Spanish school myself. Like, um, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's better knowing two languages than one. Definitely. And um, it's, it, it, it's good. The, the, the school system over here isn't bad as people think, oh, it's going to be Tenerife, it's going to be a bit run down. It's actually quite advanced um, over here, the school system. Yeah. Nice, nice to know. Because obviously, as you say, like your mum and dad can own the bar and stuff. How, obviously, growing up with that, can I, the atmosphere and being around Celtic fans quite a lot and seeing a lot of the, the games, especially in the sun, growing up through that must have made you even, even more of a Celtic fan, seeing what, what happens in the bar, seeing what your mum and dad do. And it I mean, just, see, for me as a Celtic fan, growing up in the atmosphere, mm. you'd have been really, mm. really impacted by the Celtic, Celtic way of life, can I be? Mm. I mean, um, to be honest, uh, when I was growing up, obviously in the bar, 
watching the football, but I didn't really understand it because I hadn't really gone to a Celtic game mm-hmm. since till I was like 10 years old. So um, once I went to the, my first game, which was um, Celtic versus Motherwell at home, Gary Hooper scored the first goal. Since then, I just fell in love with Celtic. It was um, going to the bar. I was just around all Celtic fans. They all loved me. I was doing all the, um, all the glass collecting, all the TVs, putting the games on, putting the music on, just partying with all the fans, even though it's just a weekend, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, it was just brilliant, mate. Parties outside and doing the huddle. Okay, about 100 people outside. Sometimes, even on a Celtic Rangers game, you'd have people climbing the bottle bin with them um, with flares and all that. It was brilliant. It's, it's just stuff you miss when you see those videos in your memories. Yeah. That's kind of the bar. You've obviously had a few ex Celtic players, current Celtic players, and that. Have you, yeah. who's the best one you've kind of met? And does your dad still keep in contact with any of them? Well, um, We've had um, we've had a few ex players. We've had um, relatives of players. Um, we've had um, John Mahalbian. We've had um, Lee Griffiths. We've had Keenan Tierney. We've had the whole family of Lee Griffiths. They all came in. Brilliant hospitality. gave us gave us always gives us um, presents when they go over. Signed T-shirts. Um, exclusive like bottles of Magnus with with names of the players, T-shirts and all that. So yeah. I we, we do we do keep in contact with a few, um, not not as much not as many as we'd like, mm-hmm. but I um unfortunately, Tenerife um Celtic players sometimes do come to Tenerife for the winter break, um yeah. but I think they're not allowed to come in, when they when they come over for the official winter winter break, yeah, uh, which is unfortunate. But I've seen them I've seen them at their beach club before, uh, all there having a party. All going down the nightclubs, but unfortunately not allowed in um, Celtic bars when they're over. You think? But they do. Is that because, is that because you think you can sing songs and stuff like that and get caught on social media? Probably. If they if they do if they do come on a personal personal holiday, they mm-hmm. do they do come in, which mm-hmm. will happen with Liga Fesky and Tierney. But they try they try to stay away from that type mm-hmm. of stuff because obviously it can give them a backlash. You can kind of understand that, can't you? Mm-hmm. Aye. Especially when you know yourself with social media these days, if somebody puts a photo of any Celtic player mm. in a bar and they go, oh, what, Why is he drinking? Well, he's, he's an exactly. But I, I, and, I especially, and especially at the minute with the Celtic players mm. in Dubai, that got a lot of backlash. The Rangers yeah. players, um, when they had their parties and all that, they got their match bands and all that. So, yeah, you can't. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. <clears throat> mm. It's very, it's so, especially with social media these days. It's, it must be hard for the players to go on holiday. And I know the 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 Dubai thing, Julie, a totally different set of fish when it comes to obviously going holiday and having a few beers and stuff. But a player abroad has a I have a pint of Celtic, but oh, he's this, he's that, mm. and I can I can totally understand why. But it's just it's it's very good for the bar as well to have. Maybe that exposure, the guys go, oh, Lee Griffiths goes to the bar, that bar must be good. That's just, it's, I, I think that'd be brilliant for the bar itself. Mm. Um, the best of all, um, got hands up, it's got to be Kieran Tierney. He came, he came on, he came on um, holiday once um, a few years back for the first time and no one really knew who he was. He just sat in the bar with his mate and um, he took a few pictures with the, with the fans that did recognise him. And um, from then he did have a soft spot for the bar. So the next time he came, 
he texts my he texts a hoots bar, texts my dad saying I'm coming over, want to organise something. So um, we put it on Facebook. Kieran Tierney's coming to the bar, get get that t-shirt signed. It ended up we put it we put it the same day that he was coming, and it turned out about 100 people coming over. He signed every single shirt, um, took pictures with every single person. Was there about an hour and a half to hours, and it was it, it was a really class act from him. Uh, which awesome. I gave him hands up. Uh, thing is, everyone wanted to buy him a drink, but the but the lads never touch a touch a drink in his life. So ah, he was just, he was, I never never had a never had a drop of alcohol in his life. Um, so he was he was just over <laughs> this fizzy water. I met the full Celtic team after we beat them at Celtic Park five one in Tenerife, and uh, Harry's bar. And Harry's met- bar, aye, the cocktail bar. Aye, and it was Liverpool were playing Roma in the semi final at the European Cup. See there? See what now? Aye, must have must have been. We'll get back in. He must have been singing. Aye, and met the full select team and Scott Brown was sitting. <laughs> oh, let's just say worse for wear. We attended the hat on. He said, oh, brilliant. But to be fair, they were all right. They were genuine guys. Scott Bain spoke to for a right few while, a right while there. Um, they couldn't be any more nicer to you, so that was good. To, that was in Tenerife. Because I can remember, I don't know if you can remember, Robert, was it was it, was it, was it before the semi-final, I guess, or was the final of that, of that season? They went away to Tenerife that week before it, and I think it was a Monday, Monday or something they went, and I can remember they were all steaming at some hotel. It was all over, um, it was all over, it was all over um, what, Facebook and it was all our Facebook, social media. Facebook, social media. Sorry, lads. Just had oh, a technical that's malfunction. That's all right, mate. That's all right, mate. Um, no, I was just saying, obviously, oh, because of, well, what, when they were there, it was all our social media. And I can remember Celtic that week. I can't even tell you if it was a final or it was a semi-final, but they, absolutely, but they won that and all. And I was just like, they were away for four or five days in a bender. And I've just won another, another. That's just, for me, that just shows you that season. It was amazing, and that's just an awesome way. Terry, Terry must be a hot spot for Celtic players. Mm. Aye, it is, mate. Um, because um, Tenerife, it's it's more it's more quiet in my opinion compared to like other holidays destinations. Um, like you've got Ibiza, Maglouf, um, Greece, and all that, and they're more as partying. So I think um, Tenerife they can get away with more more of a like quiet holiday. And they've got they've got a good um, training centre over here that they that they always use. Even the Rangers team have come over and used it. Well, is that um, La Manga? No, is that is that away for away for Tenerife? Uh, no, no, La Caleta. It's oh, called. Um, uh, it's um, Tenerife top training. I think it's called. Even Liverpool have used it, and all those teams. Uh, Stevie, I was speaking to a current Celtic player. I no mention who, and mm. uh, to me, went, I went. So what's his training like out here? And they went. Ah, we're not really training. He says, we're going up and pretending for two hours a day. And then mm. he's getting the golf course and you go to the beach club and that. He says it was more a reward for how good a season they would have. Um, mm. The French guys, was it? it was weird. Um, mm. The guy I'm talking about, I'll not mention his name, says that yeah. the French guys like to stay in and play the PlayStation. And they're mm. always having a few beers. And they watched the Roma and um, Liverpool semi-final and Harry's bar. Mm. And then left after that, but uh, good crack. Spoke to quite a few of them. Um, training mm. stuff you've known them for years, you know that way. Um, back mm. Tierney, McGregor, Brown, a lot of them. Um, mm. I 
Good, good, good meeting them. It was just after uh, we beat just by one at Celtic Park. Aye, uh, they came um, they came in the same night here, I think. They aye, the they, same they night. flew, I think, on the Saturday after the game and I flew it on the Monday. And I found them mm. looking up. I was talking to I remember because I seen them I seen them in Kaluna Beach Club. I remember uh, Moose had him Moose had him billet. He wasn't there, I think, but um, Lustig, McGregor, Paddy Roberts, Tierney, um, yeah. Forrest, they were all there, I near Beaton as well with his shisha. <laughs> Quality. Yeah, it's just, I think it's, I think obviously Terry, if you sell it, I think it is, it's definitely got a, a wee finger on because as you say, the players like to go and the fans, there's a lot of kind of popular bars in Terry, obviously, the bar, the same your mum and dad own, is very popular to I've, I've not been here yet, Terry. I've, I think the last time I was in Terry last year, I was like, my dad, hey, we're going to find this bar. I couldn't find it. So we ended up just mm. in a double up. I'm just going to mm. double where that is. But I think it's. it's a fortune, now. What's that? <laughs> the double was a fortune. You've got oh, to take it. Right. <laughs> the, <laughs> thing is in, the thing is in Terry, um, you've, got, you've got hundreds of Celtic bars when Celtic are playing. Mm-hmm. But the other six days a week, they're Irish bars. You know what I mean? Aye. The, the only true, really, Celtic bars over here are the Hoots Bar and the Irish Rover. Yeah. And Irish Rover, that's where my mum and dad go quite a lot over there. Um, I've been in myself. Um, and it's, it's a really good atmosphere, and obviously. Ah, it's a really good atmosphere, aye. Obviously, if you like from singing, I go, it's, it's good. But it is a really good mm-hmm. bar, and I think as well, Robert says, it's not as, it's not as dear as a Dublin. It's like eight, it's like eight euros for that. A, a two seven five million cup of beer. Aye, aye, aye. Just the Dublin are terrible for it. They get away with it. But just because yeah. you're there, just because you're there, you'll buy it. Aye, because it's an Irish bar. It's just a staple for putting the prices up. Yeah. But it's not just that. See that show, the entertainment. It's the same song you're the time, I know. Right, exactly. And I'm like, I, I, I heard that last night. But again, because you're drunk, you, you'll pay it not yourself. It's aye. the same. It's the same when you go to IB fan or whatever else. You'll just because you're there, they know you'll pay it. And I think that's why, as you say, that's how we get away with it. Yeah. But exactly. it's it's always good to find these wee smaller bars. Obviously, I've not been to the bars, so I don't know if it is smaller than some of the bars, but it's good to find the wee bars where you can maybe sit and on it, have a quiet beer, and just enjoy the atmosphere. Mm. I um our bar isn't the biggest, but you could ask anyone that's been in it's it's it, 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 oh for quality is the best. Mm. It's the best. It's just, it's literally just a museum of, it's got every single thing you can think of, every player's picture. It's, yeah. It is, it's, it's a classic bar. I'll say that, Steve. Been in it quite yeah. a few. I actually yeah. enjoy it because it's, it's like a bar for home, if you know what I mean. It's like uh, a bar at Celtic Park, but abroad because uh, it's got mm. that atmosphere. It's got everything Celtic in it. It's got all games playing in the background before the games. Yeah. TV. It's like a home for home, as you say, in it. Aye, exactly. Exactly. Um, <laughs> you're talking about supporting Celtic, you know, and your first game was Motherwell at home. Aye, Celtic Motherwell at home. Aye. So after that, what was probably your best game you've been to to see Celtic? Where it's the best game. Um, this might come out as a strange one, but the best, the best stadium, best game, best atmosphere I've ever lived. It's, it's got to be Celtic PSG when we got beat seven one. It was just it was just brilliant that the atmosphere the city the city was amazing. All the fans were just we just took over Paris at the end. It was it was just brilliant. And that's it's it's up there with, with Rome. I went to Rome. That was brilliant. 
I went to Copenhagen. That was also brilliant, brilliant atmosphere. Celtic win it. Wherever they go, we always we always make the best out of it. We're always the loudest. We always Again, enjoy ourselves the most. I was in Paris that time, Stevie. Um, I'll tell a funny story on it. Um, so I'd been promised this ticket um, off my mate. Guaranteed, you've got a ticket, you've got a ticket. Guaranteed, guaranteed. So you book your flights and... Oh, it was a disaster, man. Every trip I go in seems to be have some sort of crazy story to it. So, mm. my mate Owen, um, we're, we're flying from Glasgow to Amsterdam, Amsterdam to Paris. Mm. So, a flight was at six o'clock the next day, and at half hour, mm. my mate Owen phones me. And I'm like, what the fuck is he doing phoning me at this time? And I'm like, I'm going to my bed, I'm up four hours for this flight. No, 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 and you don't understand. He says, you don't understand. I said, what do you not understand? He went, they've cancelled the flight. And I went, what do you mean they've cancelled the flight? I'm on the phone, I'm arguing with him. Air France, they've decided we can get a flight for Manchester, but the flight's at six o'clock the next morning. How are we going to get to Manchester? My mum's agreed, he says, to stay up all night, take us to Manchester, phone my teammates. I'm like, right, blah, blah, blah. So we get the stuff together, we go down to Manchester. Fly to Manchester, like Paris. Remember, we've no slept the full night. Mm. My mate decides somebody's managed to get the ticket that he was meant to get, so I'm going there without a ticket. So we get there, we're in a bar, having a drink. Yeah, the Celtic bar it was. Um, mm. and you know what I'm talking about? Uh, it was the one with those tickets on there, maybe. They were doing their gigs. It was kind of a... Was it a hot bar, Robert? No. It, it was a Celtic bar. I know that for a start. It was um, it, w- it was in a street, and then um, one side, the middle of the street, and then there was like the wee. Aye, there was in all bars. Aye, aye, aye. That, I was in one of those bars. I myself. So, I, I've not got a ticket. I've met a few guys. I know we can get you tickets. It's in the PSG and phone this guy, phone that guy. I'm, I'm no phoning guys. Meet them outside the stadium at quarter to eight. So a guy had dropped his ticket in the bar. This is sick, right? I should never have done it. And. Uh, one of the bar staff picked it up and put it behind the bar. So the boy was was saying, pick up the ticket, pick up it, go and say that's your ticket, go and say that. And I went, I'm not doing that to a fellow Celtic supporter. So mm. two years had passed, just to the end of the story. Mm. And uh, it was like it's half six at night and the guy says to me, go in there and see now if that ticket's still in behind the bar. And I went over, says to the guy, I think I've dropped my ticket in the bar. <laughs> and he goes there and goes, oh, hold on, I've got it behind the bar. Give me the ticket, I give him 20 euro. And I was that drunk, I actually went and sat in the guy's seat in the stadium. <laughs> Daisy, Daisy, what I've done, but as mm. you say, it's a dumb trip, amazing trip. Um, it's one of those stories you remember for the rest of your uh, life. Funny. I should never have done it, but the guy was daft enough to drop his ticket and mm. no more games, so I suppose that was the same. But, oh, brilliant trip, as you say. You know what mm. I mean? Really, really good trip. I was in that trip I know, to be fair. Um, with my pal, he's, he's passed away now, but I was, I was, we went that and all, but we flew to Manchester as well. We get trained down, you know, it's like a way trip. So, as soon as you go and train or the plane, that's you to basically come back. You're no sober at all. Again, oh. brilliant. We end up, we end up going to, we, we were close to the Milan Rouge, but that's where we were. Hot <laughs> bar, was it not? Aye, that's where we were, the hot bar and the one next to there. That's where we were all kind of next to there was only, there was maybe a, a thousand fans or something, but. As Stevie says, the atmosphere was amazing. And as soon as we got there, I can remember I wore brand new white Air Force, mate. They weren't the white Air Force after the game, man. After the after that last <laughs> night, bro. Like, I was, was like, mistake. 
I was like, what's my shoes? No, just totally <laughs> steaming, no, I mean, and I end up just absolutely bottomless steaming. Um, but, so I was the next day, turned up, two of a coat, McDonald's, right, I'll tell you, for instance, I didn't, obviously, I don't know French, right? And I didn't know that in the McDonald's, you're hungover, right? You know what it's like? Second day in a way, trip, you're rough as toast. I'm McDonald's, like, right? I'm packing them pretty sheets, so touch buttons now. So I'm packing the McDonald's, right? And the lassie behind me is French, right? She was laughing at me. Because I was, I didn't know you could change the language on it, right? So I'm packing French McDonald's, right? She's behind me, she's laughing. She's like, wee, wee, wee. I'm like, why are you laughing? She's like, you English? I went, Scottish, yes, you can change it. I was like, no, no, I'll do it. I was leaving. So I picked it, right? I picked two meals. I thought I picked one meal. But I don't know French numbers, so I was like, just say it was, I don't know, undo number two or whatever it is, right? She's like, do. I me, right? Was like 36 euro. I was like, whoa, I only wanted like, I only wanted like 20 nuggets and a milkshake. <laughs> she's like, no, no, you ordered two. I was like, no. So I ended up giving one a wee homeless guy outside, Stephen. <laughs> and, she, and she's like, I told you to swap English. I was like, whatever, hey, they bother. <laughs> but that, we, we actually missed a flight to get him. Steaming, oh. we were in the bar, we were in the bar, we didn't go to the game, mate, because we could go tickets, but I was, I think it was like 100 euro or something for the PSG, and it was ridiculous of money, so I was like, I'm not, I'm not gone. So we just says, listen, you want to stay in the bar and get drunk? I need water. So obviously, the first goal, then barely win it, boys. Right, first goal. few minutes, eh? Five minutes or something. I, I missed the goal, I was at the bar getting drinks. And oh, I was yes, I was like, oh, no, PSG have scored. And I was like, no way. Drink, man, everywhere. I've just paid like 40 euros or something for all these drinks, man. Mm. Gone. But it was amazing. Just, I was, I've always said, see, maybe one of the best times in my life recently was when Lee Griffith scored the two goals against England, right? That was a power. Right? I was like, I don't believe you just scored in PSG. Obviously, we get beat. But we missed our flight that night. Totally, I think we get home. Our flight was like half seven in the morning, right? We get in about half five. So that way you're charging your phone and you just, you fall asleep. He's like, coffee, coffee, coffee. I'm like, what is it? Wake up. I'm going to miss a flight. I'm like, mate, it's only like half five. It's half six, man. And we only uh, stayed stay like 10 minutes away for the airport. So go to taxi, we'll right. We'll get it. We're all right. We start a traffic jam, didn't we? we bear in mind, we we're in the same place. Dodd a wash, bogging, man. Steaming. Absolute wreck. We got to there, we got to the airport, through security. Ah, uh, your boarding shut. Nah, the fuck, I'm at the fucking plane just there. I'm at the plane's there. She, she's like, no, you need to go back through security and board an hour flight. Had to book an hour flight. Cost me an extra two and a pound or something. But I generally couldn't talk to her. I was that steam. My mother like, blah, blah, blah. couldn't talk to her. But honestly, she says that's maybe it's three things like that. It may not sound funny, but when you think about what you've been through and you're like, why did I even do that? It was just so funny that. I'll never, I'll never ever get an airless flight again. Never. No. Crazy. But that, as you say, Steve, that, Stevie, that's the memories you take away. Go to Europe with Celtic. Exactly. As much as you might not win the game, mm. you're, you're winning the atmosphere and just having a brilliant right. time. Right, meeting new people, fucking Celtic fans. It's, it's honestly, know. mate, it's, it's, you'll never, you'll never forget those experiences. No, definitely. Um, I remember um, Copenhagen was a last minute was a last minute thing. I booked the flight um, just a few days before it, and I went over on my own. It was actually the first trip I went without my dad, and um, you can imagine I just got absolutely steaming. Um, 
I had um, I had the flight at seven in the morning the day after the day the night of the game, and um, luckily all the bars were just open. There was a um, there was a um, the 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 old Irish bar or something like that in Copenhagen. Aye, aye. The one and then the smaller one. Aye, it was um twenty four hours. It was open. Because we were mm. on the you know, one in the middle of the square type of thing, and then the other two was further up. Aye, there was one um, where Damon Quinn was singing. That's where we spent most of it. Um, but then um, I went over to that old Irish bar, and because my flight was seven in the morning, I was just there singing rebel songs till five in the morning. Went to the hotel, <laughs> seen some Celtic fans um, just walk up. Says you want to share a taxi? And says I, brilliant. <laughs> I was on my last fifty crones or something like that, just enough for the taxi. Is Copenhagen quite? Copenhagen. Eh? Copenhagen. Copenhagen. Oh, I lost my passport in Copenhagen. All right. Panic. There all the time. Shit. The next morning, just went home about three hours before that. Shit. Can't find my passport. Went to the British Embassy. Booked me and my mate new flights. Cost us like eight hundred quid to book me and my mate flights. Got home. I had a, a backpack, uh, a bag, um, in my suitcase. Emptied my bag and I had a Roy Keane book. And what fell at the Roy Keane book, my passport. It killed me. Sickening. Honestly, oh, sickening. Sickening. Oh, me on a European trip, mate, honestly. Never learned. Mm. <laughs> mm. You always spend a lot of money as well, didn't you, when you go away? It's just you don't care. Because obviously, I thought Paris was, I don't know how Copenhagen was, was it there? But I've only been to two away games. I went with my dad to uh, to, to the in Leipzig. Again, um, we, I thought it would be maybe three or four euro or something, whatever it is in Germany, Germany euros, I'm not sure it is. Oh. Um, and then that's Irish bar. I, don't, I generally Googled the Irish bars or Celtic bars in Berlin and, and they just found one. It was in next to a, it was in like a, it was, it was like a, a train station and you walked in. There was no bouncers in the door, right? So people were kind of getting magged as mother. Guys, what? Do you know South Corona? Any, no, no, just Irish drinks, obviously, so they can charge you. Seven eight euro a drink night. There was a wee a wee shop, a wee corner shop next to us. It sells obviously cheaper booze, Corona, Peroni, everything. Guys looking in there, stink under a duke with the tables and just getting absolutely steaming. And the barmaids were all want a book like that. How are you just get Corona bottles? Peroni bottles? <laughs> we don't sell it in here. And then obviously they must have cut it down and they get a bounce like on the door. <laughs> Again, oh. it's just if you say money, mate, abroad, you do. I, Copenhagen was was expensive. Um, in the stadium, um, I got six six pints of beer. It came all round to forty pound, basically. Aye. Forty pound for six pints. I think it was. It was either six or eight. I think it was six or forty pound. Aye, the big ones. Aye, the big ones. Good. Uh, aye, good forty pound. Yeah, in the stadium. Aye, aye, exactly. At least you could get a pint, I suppose. Aye. Yeah, that's something I wish we could get here. I know, obviously, we don't know why two years ago we did the Celtic Rangers game, but why you can't drink. But, but you see it happening in rugby, you see it happening in other sports down south. You can have a pint, you can have a pint in the concourse, you can go in. Of is that is that the same in Spain, Stevie? I don't know if you know what happens in the stadium. Just um, is that the same? If I'm sure, I think you can't. I think it's only um zero zero. Well, alcohol free beer. Right. I think it's the same over here. I'm sure of it. I think that's something, again, I know people, you don't go to a game to drink, but I think people associate a wee pint of the game, maybe a, a pint of a bottle, and watch mm. the game. I think it's maybe, obviously, 
I don't, me personally, I don't see why it can't happen. I don't know if that would be whatever pipe for a game, but for the want to stop trouble. But if you're having miles of bars lying next to the stadium, sure, that's going to cause more trouble than having a pint in the stadium next to your own fans. Mm. I don't know if that's just my, that's just my personal opinion. That because I went, I went to Newcastle game with my dad to Man City, with one pint and went watch the game. I think these guys maybe just have one pint and go and watch mm. the game. A lot of guys don't want to sit and wait because a football going to get a pint. So it's just yeah. I think it's maybe something that I don't know if it would ever get back into. Um, football Robert here, obviously the government. You know, as season the government's been like, so what chance we go again a pint in my football? I don't, I don't see it, but I think even if you had, say, your season book and you use your season book and it electronically flashes up after three pints, say, mm-hmm. I think that could be a way forward. Guy gets limited to three pints in the ground, his season book flashes up, or the, the ticket he's using gets scanned under a bar scanner, and after three pints, then Maybe that's a way forward to like, encourage people to drink inside the stadiums. You know what oh, I mean? What did you say, Stevie? Sorry. No, oh, you use your mates. You know what I mean? <laughs> unless, <laughs> unless you give the season ticket and your ID. You know what I mean? But say your mates want to have three pints with you as well. You know what I mean? Ah, uh, well. Because you know sometimes that no everybody. Like if you're going to a game with your mate, normally he's agree you shall drink before, or drink before it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's just a wee option. But I do feel that for the nineteen eighty, I think it was um, cup final. They stopped uh, the drink, and it's like. Aye, but back then it was plastic. It, it was it, it was glass bottles. You know what I mean? Aye, I, I don't understand how you can't just get a plastic glass and get a pint with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you're gonna drink either way before the game and after the game. So Aye. I don't you see. Think part of the empty bottles in the the toilets like after half time. Exactly. Yeah, you know. So as they're going to drink, they're going to drink. So it's as you say, they're going to drink no matter what. So why not try and benefit out it? Obviously, Scottish government will benefit for tax purposes. The football clubs will benefit for the fact that it's you know what I mean. And if it's and if it's to do with violence, um, I don't get it nowadays. You've got about two thousand cameras in Celtic Park. If you're going to do something, you're going to get caught. So uh, even. I don't understand what's the big hassle with the no drink at the football, like, but um, oh, definitely. Mm. Yeah, home game, Stevie. What's your best home game you've been to? Best home game, um, whew. too many. <laughs> no, I've, I've actually not been that many. Um, so far, it's mostly um, Hamden. I'm, a, I'm you could say I'm a glory hunter, go to the big games, but one I remember, um, Celtic Juventus when they got beat 3 0, that was a that was a good atmosphere. Um, Celtic Airdrie that was a good atmosphere as well even though there was a lot of trouble after the game um, obviously my first game was just brilliant as a kid being there you know, you know what I mean uh, but Hamden that's I was at Celtic Aberdeen Cup final uh, was it when we beat them 3-0 um, I was at the one um, when we beat the Rangers 1-0 when Julian scored that offside goal supposedly and and I just it's just it's just brilliant, you know what I mean? Because over here, yeah, you can watch a game through a screen, have a good laugh and all that. But it's not the same when you're back home watching it at the ground, being with everyone, being able to hug people that you've never met before in your life, and just enjoy it. You know what I mean? It's yeah, it's just it's just that full of passion atmosphere. You know what I mean? Yeah, that is a thing that football brings to people. Like you might mm. have somebody in your life, and before you know it, you're hugging them and. On four rows in front or four rows behind. And exactly, aye. 
it brings that joy to people. And I feel mm. when obviously COVID and lockdown, I don't know how it is over there, but a lot of people's mental health, I feel, has been badly affected because mm. people work for as a football. Mm. It gives them that joy, that happiness and family time with people that mm. mates and stuff like that. Maybe that's the, the thing is going to the football. You know what I mean? Mm. Exactly, yeah. That's what, pe- that's what keeps um, people going sometimes. Yeah. The weekend, yeah. seeing your mates and all that. Yeah. Luckily over here, we've been able to uh, mostly be able to socialise through it all. So there's not been that that aspect of it. It's not been that much of a problem over here, thankfully. But um, obviously over here, everyone's got families back home that they've not been able to see. Uh, well, not be able to see, sorry. Because um, um, obviously with the COVID test going over, um, isolation for two days in a hotel. It's it's hard at a minute to see your families. I've not seen I've not seen some of my family since before March last year. You know what I mean. So in that aspect, it does get quite hard. Yeah, definitely. See, obviously you mentioned a little bit about the mental health side. It's definitely something I think. Obviously, because we've been really doing well that season. Celtic uh, this season. Um, obviously I've lost to ten. So, and you, you can't. A lot of people. Maybe you've had a, say, Saturday we get beat, you got your work on a Monday, you get it off, your pals off your Monday, you get drunk, and you can't go to the pub on a Saturday and go, hey, ass is an argument, you can't go vent your frustrations, you can't have a chat with your pal about it, and I think maybe now it's all, it's all you know, Zoom calls, because you can't, as you say, you can't go to the games, and when you score, you're hugging people you don't even know, you're, they're just, you're, as Robert says, you're throwing yourself in the last minute goals, and I can always remember it was a game against Leipzig when we conceded a goal and then up the park, Sinclair, testing uh, the goal for Edward won it, the tapping. Yeah. Ah, I can remember, but it was just going absolutely berserk. So I was like, no way. We are just because I can remember Malumbo came on and he gave the ball away about 10 times. I was like, oh no, we, we, we're going to lose this game here. And then within five minutes, we were winning the game. And I, it just shows you what. As you say, Robert, what football brings to people, especially the new, I'm just happy, even though we can't get to the games, and we're not doing very well. It's just good to have it on the telly, even English games. I know that English football might not be the best of quality, and it's overhyped in my opinion, but it's just good to have Celtic even just playing, because I think when we were in lockdown and there was no football, there was really nothing else to do. Oh, definitely. I, I remember the first German game. I can't remember who it was. It was an absolute... It wasn't a great game, but I think everybody was buzzing. They probably had the biggest viewing ratings ever. Dirtiest <laughs> teams in Germany, man. It was just like, oh, what? Oh. It was like, as he says, if it was two guys playing in the back garden at that point, you would have been like, right, I'm going to watch that just because you miss football that much. Um, I definitely feel as much as Celtic have been absolutely garbage this season, um, I just hope there's light at the end of the tunnel and we can get back mm. to ああ、いいね。ああ、いいね。ああ、いいね。ああ、いいね。ああ、いいね。ああ、いいね。ああ、いいね。ああ、いいね。ああ、いいね。ああ、いいね。ああ、いいね。ああ、いいね。ああ、
I'm not having a big fat bear from Manchester growling at me for having a say like that one, you know what I mean? <laughs> End up arguing with the pool man, trying to drown him in the pool. So, I, no, I, I just, I, I'm not one of the guys that wears taps abroad. No, if I the game's on, I wear my say like that, but I only wear it when the game's on, even in Glasgow or anywhere else. I don't wear it unless it's gone to the football. Just a, a day. Because obviously, as you say, Stevie, <laughs> they're not doing very well this year. Um, how how is obviously how's it been with your your dad? How's he feeling yourself? How how's your feelings about this season been? Oh, with the with the football, it's um, it's exhausting me- mentally. It's exhausting um, because we go on the bar hoping to get a good turn from the footballs well, from the football games, and um, mate, honestly, like because it's that bad, people are coming in obviously before the game, having a few drinks, watching the game, but people at the final whistle. Drawing against St. Johnston, losing against Ross County, people want just want to go home and fucking wow. and just fucking grieve. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, they don't want to stay in a bar and and get drunk the rest of the night because it's it's putting that in such a bad mood. Seeing your team just just crumble. You know what I mean? Seeing how annoying it is, game after game, same tactics, same formation, same everything. It's it's honestly it's it's exhausting for. Not even for the for the for the customers for us as well. Like it's we don't even want to open the bar half the time when when Celtic's playing because we're we're just going to fucking end up a one one no win of our of our Hamilton or something, and it's just exhausting for us to watch it. Definitely, that's mm. obviously something as you say. Is it when Celtic do well, the bar will probably do well because people stay for the after entertainment. They'll buy more drinks, or they're all happy. And they're, as you say. But recently exactly. they've been recently they've been able maybe say for a beer more game because you know what I I generally when I sit in a I like to sit in a bar listening to me, I'm like I, I, I want to get home because you're not in that party mm. mood. But recently the last nine years, one in four, nothing, five, nothing. Exactly, mate. It's been it's been brilliant, it's been brilliant for the bar because um when we for example when we go out early on in the cup, that's us losing out in about four or five games in the bar where we can fill out right to the top, full of Celtic fans and having a party, you know what I mean? So the performance does does impact the bar severely. So obviously at the minute, we're missing out on some cup games. Um, we're missing out, obviously, and well, with bad results. But back in the, na- in the last nine years, it's been brilliant, mate, because we've had, what, two, what was it, two cup finals every year. We've got Celtic Rangers games, Rosen Ryan. Oh. Are we Rosen Ryan or this is me? No, actually, it's Rose, but you're back home, mate. You hear you? Oh, there we go. Hi, David. Just Rose there, mate. You were just saying mm. um, the Rangers games and that and the cup finals. Hi, mm. mate. Um, well, I, that's, it's our busiest days of the year, those games, because everyone's coming down. Where we try to sometimes put entertainment on. Um, but obviously sometimes with the loud music we have got apartment buildings upstairs so sometimes we have to lower down the music but whenever we can we take the chance just full blast Celtic music don't want to say real music in the podcast but That's Celtic right, music that <laughs> must be a good it's, it's just must be an amazing atmosphere you know yourself Robert when you go abroad and Celtic are playing you're buzzing I will go to the game and 
you know, I think just when you find a Celtic bar or even an Irish bar abroad, uh, you do want to go out, don't you? You're, I want to go to that bar today. I want, I, I want to go all day shot in the bar for the game. And it kind of, it, it doesn't make your holiday, but it's something you, you plan a day, like my missus, a Celtic fan, I read Saturday game, mate. We'll go for breakfast, we'll go to the game, we'll have a few beers. And it kind of sets you up for maybe that night for going for something to eat stuff. It sets you up for that day. Definitely. I always feel in holiday, uh, everybody obviously everybody's happy in holiday and cheerful, but you meet some nice good characters and people like, I remember being in Portugal one day and it was a select pre-season friendly. Yeah, I'll go and watch the game and I'll be back. And I sat with two old guys, man, at six o'clock at night, and I was absolutely steaming. She came stuck down went, What the fuck are you doing now? And talking to the and she went, and I'm like, oh, right, Jimmy and John, I'll see you later. And it was just as you say, you just meet people and you talk to them at, you know, it's Celtic, it brings so many people together um worldwide. And I met people from France, like Strasbourg Celtic Supporters Club. Um that was in Milan. I met people from Southampton, I met people from um, Sweden and I'm baffled by like these people mm. worldwide that support Celtic and it's just yeah. amazing the amount of times it brings you to meet people in different cultures and different people it's brilliant and it's I think it's a thing that will always be good to have you know what I mean not just mm. obviously every football fan's the same but with Celtic you meet a lot of great people and you, as you say abroad you always and you're happy and you're happy to talk about Celtic and different opinions and all good things or bad things when Celtic you know what I mean uh, sometimes in the hoots bar after the game you've got you've got a big debate sometimes there's always that one table with the, with the debate people that <laughs> sometimes you say something and they're just saying oh fuck off you know that, uh, <laughs> you have to you have to be saying something that they agree with or else you get told to fuck off uh, that's it that's what football's good for because everybody's opinionated and different opinions. Ah, exactly. Right. That's, that's, it's similar in, because that's why I'm, I like having people like yourself and Robert and other guys who, who, are, who come on. It's good to have different opinions because no other in I say is correct. See, ah, Robert, exactly. people must think I don't agree with they two, they two assholes on that podcast. I want to go and say my piece, which is brilliant because no, everybody agrees with it, and I'm going to say, all oh, Robert, and even yourself, people, your opinions might be different for other people, like the managers, or oh, he, I don't want him, I want him, and stuff, and signings and stuff. So, obviously, with the manager situation, it's been really good to know, um, Kendrick's in charge, uh, Stevie. Mm. If you if you gave a quote to anybody you like to come in, or is it anybody who you would think would maybe suit yourself to come in and manage the team to take it forward? Um, well, at the minute, mate. If I'm being totally honest, um, you're going to have to have someone with experience. Um, where there's a lot of links with Roy Keane, he'd sort out the, um, he'd sort out the the team basically with the with the lazy players. Um, but it's ta- tactically, it's not it's not a way forward in my opinion. We need we need someone with with good experience. Um, at with the like Brendan Rodgers, he was just perfect for us at the time. Uh, we need someone like him. Um, Eddie Howe is a is a good option, in my opinion. But I'm not a fan of the Roy Keane rumours that are going about at the minute. No, I'm the same, mate. Um, I think it would maybe for the first few months, it might man have a fantastic impact. I mean, as you Aye. say, he would sort players out discipline. But for a long term project, I generally don't think it's, it's, I, it's I, not. No, because again, in my opinion, see if he was the manager. For me, that would be a pause because I know he's kind of parallel with Desmond. So 
the fans don't want that. The fans need something totally. We, as you know, what I've said, that Desmond can out the fans for this season. He needs to get something out of the bag. And I was listening to uh, me and Robert have been kind of boycotting a lot of the media and I bought a, a lot of the, the radio stations, but I listened to Clyde Wannon for a bit from, from my old man. And, uh, I was listening to him for a bit. And Hugh Keevans and Alex Faber on the day, and they were honestly, mate, the, the bias was just right about them. They were saying, mate, I was, actually, I was actually thinking about that before I came mate, on. I was going to mention honest, it. They're honestly, really biased. I do, like, I do have to say that. I used to listen. Obviously, during the good times, you listen to it. And even, I don't know, I'll get you and Robert's opinion on it, but. Celtic never, even though we've won four trebles and we've done all right in Europe, we go to the Champions League with Rodgers and we've done not the best the last year or two, but we beat that show and blah, blah, blah. We've kind of carried the can Europe for a, for a long time. Rangers are coming out saying, Dave King says, oh, Celtic need to do better in Europe. Wait a minute, mate, you've done one good season for a fucking nine, ten year. Just give Celtic a bit of credit. I don't think anybody gives Celtic credit to, but maybe a well-done Celtic, but Rangers have won the league this year. Rangers now are the best things in sliced bread. Tavernier is the best right back in sliced bread. Mika Lustig's been a solid set for Celtic. Ah, his legs are gone, he's finished. It's just that even but the night for me, done it when a guy came on and spoke, we were talking about Roy Keenan. Uh, Hugh Keevan says, nah, he's not a right man for Celtic. Um, he said, one good season at Sunderland, he's not going to date for Celtic. And then, but Gerrard said, one good season at Liverpool. So how's he, how's he fantastic for Rangers? It's, it's the exact same. Roy Keane took Sunderland basically for the opening championship to championship and he got them up. Gerrard's had mm. one good season. So how can how is Roy Keane not good enough to manage Celtic but Gerrard has to manage Rangers? It's the same thing. He's a one it's good a, season. It's a big name. They want to try and ex- excite the fans. That's that's what I'm thinking. They're trying to bring a bit of a bit of hope to all the fans, trying to give a big name. But in my opinion, I don't think I don't think most Celtic fans want Roy Keane. No. That's just my opinion. I don't know about you. Obviously, Robert, it's never, it's never even come into anything we have done on, on the podcast. It's never come into your thinking. Nobody really buddies even mentioned that. I think, I don't know if it's just maybe him trying to put his name in the hat, but normally, to my opinion, when you see managers saying, I want that job, they're never really in the frame. For me, right, I wouldn't have Roy Keane as my manager. I'd have him as assistant manager, working alongside a manager. Just for the full fact is, I think, he would get total respect for the players, and I think mm. it, it can it can bring a lot to it. But I don't think he's a guy to be the manager to take us no. forward. But the number two, to somebody, say Michael Neil, Graham Potter, Sam Ardice, whoever the hell you want, fire any name in you want. Um, for to bring him in, and he knows about the club in that sense, and the respect I think the players would give him, just to be. A wee bit streetwise, because I don't think what I've said before, Ryan, is there's no lot of dig in our team. And I think Roy Keane could be a cover way about showing people how to be streetwise and be that wee bit cover. Because other than Scott Brown, there's no many players in our team that like to put in a hard tackle, is there? Well, we've got Ayer, to be fair. He's, he's been outstanding this season. I just don't think as a number one, nah. I think as a number two, I'd be all for it if it was a right manager in place that needed him in alongside them. I agree with Stevie. I think Ayer's been really good this year. I think he's maybe been... Obviously he's Edouard, been the best player in the park. Aye. You can't you can't deny it. Obviously, Edouard's going to get credit because he's goals, but for me, Ayer's been brilliant. And 
I, 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 I hope we can get a new deal from him because I, I can't see it. But again, people are all saying maybe he's going to go, Edward's going to go. But see if you get a thought, as you say, maybe an Eddie Howe, somebody who might demand a bit of respect, mm. really, really comes in with a, a structure and says, this is the plan, this is what we're going to do, totally. These guys might buy into it. They might go, it, it, it might go to Edward, listen, sign another year deal. If it comes to it in January, I'll try and get you a big move. Stay for six months. It could be something like that. I don't know. I'm just trying to think. Maybe a new manager might come in and persuade these guys. If, but I generally can't see it. But I'm just thinking an option that these guys might stay if somebody decent comes in and actually pulls him aside and gives him a good man management. Because obviously Lennon most addressing him because some of his comments were ridiculous. But I think we need somebody that's going to take control. I don't know what your, your opinion is, Steve, but we need somebody that's going to take control of the football side and let Desmond and if it's going to be Fergal Harkin that comes in or John Collins, whoever it is that comes in as a DOF, let them deal with the football side with the manager and let Desmond and whoever's going to come in as the other, mm. Don McKay, deal with the, mm. the money side of it. Mm. The thing is, mate, um, what I've noticed a lot in the team, there's been a lack of creativity. Um, luckily, with Turnbull, it, it, it started to get a bit better. But you see sometimes mate, um, when Frimpong and Laxalt were going up the wing with the ball, they were just passing it back most of the time. Wow. That's what that's what was happening. Um, we we're just we we're just passing the ball without any result, and then it go up at the at the top of the park. Christie would Christie would get it. Edward would get it. They try and dribble, and most of the time it come it, it, it just it just wouldn't go in the net. Um, for example, in the Dundee United game, how many shots did we have? Or shots on target was it? It was it was over twenty shots. Aye, and we can't we can't score goals, mate. That's that's a problem. Our defense has been terrible. Um, Duffy, it's he was a big name down down south, but oh, he didn't make it out in Scotland. It's been it's happened to a few ex Premier League players. Freddie Lomberg never made it. Roy Keane never made it up. Joy Barton, Shane Duffy. You know what I mean? It's it's different from uh, from England. It's a different style of play. It's different pitches and all that. So you've you've just got to remember that it's. Put into consideration, Celtic. I've just not not been there this season. It's um, you can't blame it all on Lennon. You can't blame it all on the board. It's just it's just been we've lacked the fans as well. It's just one of those that's just happened to us. Wrong time, wrong wrong. If you understand me, mate, it's. Um, aye, aye. I'm a big believer that if people are saying it's an excuse, it's not an excuse. If we had the fans, I've said for day one, we'd have won the league. Because Neil Lennon when they've not been charged by the time he gets sacked or the time it was mutual consent. We all know mutual consent means he's been banned, but there's no chance for me that Lennon would have been in the, in the hot seat because the fans would have been throwing their scarves. No more late, Robert. They'd been throwing their scarves, they'd been throwing their season books. Ah, I'm looking back. And just, I know, because you've seen a lot of, a lot of poor results, even Liverpool when they're struggling. A lot of big teams are struggling because there's not a lot of fans. And there's no doubt that that's that's impacted the performance, but you can't you, you can't make it as a full excuse because the team have not been there, the management's not been there, the tactics, as you says. I'm I'm not really blaming the board when it comes to the recruitment because the board have gave Neil Wayne about 50, 60 million pounds and he's not used it wiser. That's not the board, that's down to his recruitment staff and Neil Wayne. So the board can only give him the money, but in a general sense, yourself, Stevie, I don't know if you've kind of noticed it for you've been abroad, but the communication side for the board this season is obviously I think it will change when Mackay came in, but the communication has not been here at all. 
the problem is with the board, um, it's happened for seasons. Brendan Rogers left because of the board. Um, the, the, I don't want to start controversies, like conspiracy theories and all that, but it's got to be something to do to do with the board. Then it's, there's no point giving Neil Lennon 30, 40 million to spend on the ninth season, on the last season. You have to, you have to, you have to form the team from from before that. Mm. Selling selling Sinclair was a big mistake in my opinion. Um, Lustig was a big mistake. We've we've struggled with wingers this season because we've with Forrest, we've we've not had any wingers because Michael Johnston was um, was he ended as well, right? Um, but I mean, uh, you've got to blame the board in that sense that he's not back the team. They've not backed the team since really this season. Because see the thing with Sinclair, I've I've been a big a big thing about it recently because obviously I know people are saying he's a fringe player at Preston. I'm like, he's still playing with Preston. He might play two or three games and he's he's no playing, but he's still creating goals, he's still scoring goals. And the see the fact that I know Lewis Morgan's doing well in, in Miami, but I don't know what kind of level that is, right? I don't know the standards, right? I don't watch uh, MLS football, but Sinclair was it go was it sixty or goals or something going two or three seasons or something? It was Quite a lot of goals, and we've not replaced that. We've not replaced them. We, we, we let go, as you say, Lustig, who, for me, I, I wouldn't say he was finished. He could have done our season, but as you spoke about Scott Brown, Robert, with Roy Keane, guys that know the club, guys who have been here and done it, Lustig would have helped. He might have not played a lot of games, but he'd have been in. Listen, guys, this is to, as I've said before, Scott Brown, when new players come in, Scott Brown talks to the guys, listen, that's what Celtic's all about. This is what we need to do this season. This season's big because. I generally don't know if some of the players knew every, what every game means to Celtic, but this season meant Robert and Steve, Steve, I don't know if the players really knew what it means to, talk to the fans and what this meant in the history of Celtic. Oh, especially, uh, well, sorry, Robert. No, you go, Steve, sorry. Um, especially, especially with the, with the lack of fans. That's, that's what we've struggled with our players, being from different nationalities, most of them. With the new players coming in as well, that's where the team could was lacking motivation as well. Scott Brown was wasn't really playing at his top. That's that's when we missed that leader. Ayo had to take his place and being the leader of the team. Um, bringing in loans and um in the summer, it's they they never knew what it was about. And Cham, he, he was obviously not wanting to play. Edward at the start of the season, he was. Sorry to say, he was terrible in my opinion. Yeah, he started playing well in December to try and get that January move. Um, missed out on Lee Griffiths massively um, because Neil Lennon deemed him unfit. Um, we have most of our games, we have three strikers on the bench. We've got Klamala, Griffiths and Ayete. Never get played. Um, and that type of stuff, mate, that's, that's the type of stuff that's brought Celtic down this season. Neil Lennon's lack of creativity. Aye, aye. There's something you'll give it up on it. I agree on that. Um, just on Lustig and Sinclair, right? Why, why could they not have kept the two of them? As you say, Sinclair was a creative force and he scored a lot of goals. I don't think Lennon really fancied him, but that's... Unless you're getting ready, Sinclair, and bringing in a couple of white players, because we get ready, Sinclair, and we get ready, Fred. So we really were left with Ellen Yussi back and going James Forrest and Mikey Johnson, which to me isn't enough. Because we had two of them injured, we only had Ellen Yussi, and I wouldn't really say Ellen Yussi is now, now wide player. He likes to mm. kind of, you know what I mean? More of a centre player, yeah. 
Um, so on Lustig, if Lennon thought his legs were gone for being right back and trying to be an attacking force, you could have put Lustig into the centre-half position and you'd win your need to sign Duffy. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying, obviously, we know Duffy's no work to it, but Lustig could easily play centre-half and he was a leader and he knows what Celtic's are about. So that was another strange one why you can assess to Lustig. Your legs are near the greatest now, but his reading of the game was brilliant. Put him in at centre-half. We obviously fought with Julian and Ayer, but again, we've had right unlucky injuries with Julian and Forrest and Mikey Johnson because your centre-half and your two wide players, and then you're playing with Beaton again in pre-season um, and qualifiers again every year. We didn't need to really play Beaton there if you held on to Lustig. Just, it's just strange decision for the Celtic board. I just, I, I don't know. The thing for me with Sinclair was, uh, for me, his first season was it's one of the biggest impacts I've seen since I've been a Celtic fan. It was, it was so quick, so dynamic. People, every defender was scared of him, man. They were just shit scared of him. Um, again, he scored a lot of goals that year, and he probably could have scored a lot more. But even the second season, he still scored goals. He still assisted. And I know his first season, people were saying he was he was not really playing, he was fading out the team, but he was still creating strong goals when he visited them. Yeah. He might have not been Sinclair, it was the first season, but I agree with what Sinclair says. He came out, I, think was, I don't know if you've seen the article, uh, guys, but he came out a few weeks ago and says, look, I set my standards that high in the first season. It was always going to be hard for me to repeat it season after season. So mm. Celtic fans must have been wise and all doing that again. But he says, I was still scoring. I was still hitting my numbers at training. I was still... Hitting everything that I was doing, and I generally agree with you, but I just don't think he fancies Sinclair because see the fact for me, I'm not saying Lewis Morgan's not a decent player because he probably is at that level he's playing at now. For him to play in front of Sinclair, when Sinclair, I think against Kluge, he played him in qualifiers, or he played him in Europe, and what like, you've got an experienced winger on the bench. Why, right. are you, why are you risking games, qualifying games, to play a guy that's probably near French, but probably sit more than a year, two years ago? It's a, it's a big jump in. You've got that line of bench, and I just don't know. People going, people listening to this, and people might watch the live, so you might go, Nah, Sinclair was finished, he was doing this, but he's still playing at a good level of championship. So, how can you know still play itself, even if it is to play one game and no play one game? It's an option, as you say, Stevie and Robert. Mm-hmm. We're missing wingers, and the fact that we didn't sing a winger in January again, Robert, was for me, it was, I just can't understand it because we're crying out to a winger. We know Forrest might not be fit, really. To maybe next season now fully because he's going to play a few games to get back into it. And we've no signed a replacement for him basically for January because we knew he was going to be for a few months. It's weird. It's like, as we said, our season, I feel we're back in the wide areas and I feel that's how teams are taking points off us constantly because if you shut down the, the playing through the middle, which Celtic have been doing, then it's, you can't always play through a compact defence, you know what I mean? I always feel with a compact defence, you've got to go wide to get the balls into the box, and that's how mass panic sets in with some of these smaller teams. Um, and just if you're trying to play through the middle, it's easy to play against um, for the defending team because they can fling bodies on the line and set up practically a back five just across the, the back and four in midfield. And it's easier because try to get, like, we'll get players like Edward and Griffiths, and I'd like to do a wee double and Tumble in that matter. I they might double by once or twice, but you need to be something special around Aldini or Messi to get through some of these defences because there's that you about by one or two challenges, there's another two guys standing there ready to challenge you. 
Whereas out wide, you can't drag other players out wide. You sometimes get a one-on-one with a guy and can be able to whip a guy, whip a ball in or drive into the box for the wide areas. And I just feel that's where we've lacked all season. Natural width. Is that something you'd agree with as well, Steve? Obviously, you mentioned that the width just, I've not had it all season. And the fact that he's played a diamond, when supposedly Scott Brown says <laughs> he's season Dubai, they were, they were practicing 4 3 3. So, why, why is that not being continued into the season? The thing is with the 4 3 3, that's a formation that um, Rangers have been using the whole season. And um, if we want to use a 4 3 3, we're going to have to top Rangers, Rangers players. And because We've hardly got, well, we could say we've hardly got a defence. Um, we can't keep up with with that with a four three three same formation. That's why we tried the diamond style then um, the diamond style formation at the new year, which just about nearly worked. But there was still there was still some some something to add to it. Um, but I that game of the new year was just really unfortunate. That game we, we should we should have won that. Especially with all the preparation. Because for me, that's what's frustrating. That game you've seen, pe- people say Celtic didn't play that well, but see, for me, the first 20 minutes, Rangers were hanging on. We were all aired on. See, see, Flea Griffith scores that goal. I think we won the game. Aye. And it's been, again, that's what Rangers, I think, have had this season over, over us, guys, is the fact they've got, ah, people might know, might say, but McGregor's a world class goalkeeper. He's outstanding. He might be an ma- absolute madman, but He's a phenomenal goalkeeper, and I think we had that with Foster. Our defence might have not been brilliant, but they knew they had a, a very, very good goalkeeper behind them that can maybe pull them, pull them at the back sometimes. And I think Rangers, I agree with you, Steve, that, Stevie, that the Rangers, as much as we don't want to talk about them, they've got a system, the players suit their system, the players know the system, they know their jobs. What me and Robert spoke about all year is our players individually, I would say they're far better, but they're just on the park learning subs. 60 minutes, right? You go on. 60 minutes, you go on. There's no structure to the play. The players are walking in the park, they're, they're looking just, it's like we're just playing here and we don't know what we're doing. And that comes from the management. The problem with the Celtic team, we've not had a, we've not had a, we've not had a full 11 the whole year. It's changed every single week. We've went through three goalkeepers in a year, went through Barkas, Hazard, and then we couldn't have picked one. The defence, we went through Duffy, Julian, um, Welsh, um, <clears throat> Ayer, and the right back, left back went through Frimpong, went through Laxalt Taylor. We just, we just never had a full eleven, and that, that's, that's a problem. That, that's a problem we had this season. Rangers had their, you could guess their team every week basically. Um, Morelos, um, I think he's, he's had one of the best seasons of his career with, with Rangers, without the fans, with the change of position. He's not scoring as many goals. But he's contributing more to the team, and that's uh, that's what Gerard's seen in him, and the views that against us, the views um, that we've played horrible this season and they've improved massively. They've not lost a game yet, you know. What I mean, as, as much as it hurts to say they've 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 won the league, it's so thick and then deserve it, you know. what I mean, I think, I don't know, but it's just as Echo Stevie says, it's it's frustrating knowing what what we have got, and we're just we're just not used that at all. Mm. No, it's definitely it's needing a manager to come in and bring the confidence back in the players that we've got and adding two or three quality players to that because I think that's all we need to change us to put us back to being a right good team. Um, I just the silence is deafening for me. Coming out of Celtic, 
Um, I spoke to a guy today and he just kind of, he knows somebody and he said that he's heard that Lampard's been interviewed and another couple, oh, didn't he mention who? He says, but that's what there's been interviews happened behind the scenes, but he doesn't want anything else on it. Because I keep trying to get these guys that know slightly more than us, we info, but and never find out, then I'll be first to let you know. But silence is totally deafening because we don't know. We don't know nothing. And I feel we should know by now what's happening of some sort. Because obviously the season book, Steve, I'll, I'll be soon. And I generally think that, I think it will be announced either on the day the season books or the day just before it, just as a promotion to say, look, this is who we've got, this is what we're going to get. Get your season books. Again, I could be wrong, but I just think they've... They must have something up their sleeve because, as Robert says, it's getting the days to the qualifiers already. Three season they're getting they're getting slower. They're chopping away. They're chopping away. And I think we just I I think it will be announced either on the day of the season books or the day just before they update mm-hmm. because I think something's got to come out soon. And you know yourself, Stevie. You hear we establish the media. You, you, something always pops out, and eventually you put two and two together, and you kind of come up with like, this could be happening soon. Exactly, mate. Um, there's a lot of talk about boycotting, but to be honest, mate, it's that that's just that's just putting us in, in in a childish behavior. You know, I mean, that's that's something Rangers fans would do. Um, if we want to go through this, we have to back the team. We have to back. We have to back the board. We have to back the club. Celtic need the fans more than ever now, so we have to we have to be there for the for the team. Definitely, mate. I just hope. As Robert says, the silence is deaf, and I just hope something's a wee bit of more positivity. Uh, soon, obviously, we've got to beat Rangers. Me, personally, we've got to beat them twice. Uh, next Sunday, obviously, they run after the split. We've got to sign one in the Scottish Cup. Just salvage a bit of Friday, but the season, obviously, stop. We don't want them to go unbeaten. We know that it's never going to come close to what we achieve with Rodgers, no matter what anybody says about Listen, Rangers have been the Scottish Cup, right? Rivers or the League Cup, it's not going to happen. We had a special team that year, so any comparison for me, Robert's comparison, it's it's totally just because I've won one league now that it's it's better than what we've done, which is it's really it's the last wee bit about speaking about it because it's just it's not really worth the time. No, no chance. That invincible team, in my opinion, would easily beat them. Power, pace, fitness for Everything just we had everything, didn't we? We had like we could change it up with Dumbella to Edward to Griffiths. I mean, you had every striker with every di- with different packages. You had Sinclair coming down the wing, you had Roberts coming down the other wing, or you had Forrest coming down the other wing, you had Lustig coming down the right hand side, you had Tierney coming down the left hand side, you had Power and Pace coming from the middle of the park with Armstrong and everything just everything about Rogers' team, that team was brilliant and that's why they went 69 games unbeaten let's not forget that and won the treble so to compare them I just I don't think I mean they say it was a bad team but we can only beat who's in front of us that's at the end of the day it's no your fault that they didn't have knew that they're telling us this team is brilliant and that nah I, 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 I don't I, I don't think they would have honestly put a glove on us Celtic You've got to remember Celtic's team has regressed very mm-hmm. It's not the same standard of players, it's not the same fitness, not the same, I wouldn't say, power and pace of them. Um, it's a Celtic team now, so you can say 
that's a poor setup team compared to them. So if that's the way they want to compare it, but nah, I, I find it never made it. Because as you say earlier, Stevie, the last nine years, it's memories you'll never forget, it's memories me and Rob will never forget, and no matter what one league title that they've won this season, which is, as you say, is well-deserved, or the table doesn't lie, it's the, that team, obviously O'Neill, I was a wee bit younger, maybe like yourself, a wee bit younger, but it's just, their memories will never leave us, and they, no matter what anybody says about that team or this team, it's never going to leave us, and as you say, with the bar, it's times that you'll never take back. Exactly, mate. But um, you've just got to look forward to, to the future of the future in general, you know what I mean? You can't just dwell on the past. You can't just think, oh, we've had a bad season, that's it over, that's all the good times over. We'll just, we're going to bounce back. Every single good team does, you know what I mean? Roy Keane said that every single great club bounces back and that's going to be the case with Celtic. If next season when we still don't perform well, the season after, no doubt, we'll be back into track. Because for me, I think I'm sure next season I think I might be wrong. Um, well, I think I might, but I could be wrong. The I think you get automatic next year for uh, the, the group stages. So it's a massive. So that's what I, I say to my old man today. I says, see if you win the league next year, that's guaranteed thirty million pound in the group stages. For me, that's you going two years ahead of them already. That's you money wise, you're ahead of them already. So and we all know. But today, I hate talking about this super school world because it's. Dead buys, but two came and you've seen our Rangers are now they're stable in the park after park. Wait a minute, sure they had, had to get 20 million pounds last end of the season. They're never near stable, they're signing free transfers, and I generally don't think their team is going to unless they sell somebody like a Morelos or a Kent or Tavner or whoever it is, they're going to be signing maybe loans of free transfers. They can't afford five million pounds in post if they want to continue. People might say you're just been better, but not it's the truth because the financial records show. With no goat money, we've got 19 million pounds, 18 million pounds buying spare through a pandemic. So that tells you our Celtic are still lapping money. Um, but I the last bit in that is I would just need to just need a bit of hope and pray because as it was a quote, I can't mean to it was I might be Roy Keane that made the quote, um, but he says that obviously good teams win trophies, but great teams win trophies can consistently, and that's what we've done consistently over nine years, and it's something that nobody will ever ever take away. Um, but obviously, Steve, obviously, Stevie, your mum and dad own the bar. Um, how can people contact the bar and can I get in, get to see the photos of the bar and find out where the bar is? Um, well, we do have um, our Facebook page, Instagram page. Um, we do post a um, picture of the bar during the game. Um, the location's on it. Los Cristianos. Um, <clears throat> it's Los Cristianos, right? In front of Vago Maratel. Um, aye. Everything's on there, mate. On the group, on the on the Facebook page. Anyone wants to give it, give want, want to give it a look. As Robert says, it's been before. It's I've not been, so I can't vouch. But I can, I know for a fact it'd be, a, it'd be an amazing, a, amazing kind of a holiday place to go and get a few beers, watch the game, watch the games. And again, Robert, it's just it's just good to go away to the type of bars may go away because, as you say, it's like a bar at home and. It's just it's just to go away and meet new people and obviously it's not a game but it's at a bar and you've been sociable and you've watched the team you love and get a good laugh at the same time. Definitely. I just hope lockdown comes over soon and get to go abroad again and even go back to the Hoops bar and stuff like that and buy Stevie a fight when I get and <laughs> hopefully times go back to normal and just I and Celtic get back to normal. We'll just blame the pandemic. It's everybody 
And just say the pandemic, but I just echoing what Stevie's saying. You're saying yourself, Ryan. And we've had a bad season, but we'll bounce back at Celtic. I think we will get a decent manager in. Um, I think we'll sign a couple of decent players, and hopefully by next season we're back in the stadium and just a feel good factor. I just got to enjoy a pint and got to watch our team as back to normal. It's, we take things for granted in life and. It just shows you how easy things can change um, when you take things for granted in life. Aye, definitely, mate. But again, uh, Robert, it's good to have you on again, mate. Uh, Stevie, probably have you on here. Your views with Celtic, obviously, but the barn. It's again. I just hope lockdown over there. You know, lockdown, but hopefully it can maybe open back fairly soon, and you get kind of more kind of more customers in, and as well, obviously, get hopefully Celtic do better soon because it will be good for the bar. But again, Stevie. Thanks for your time. I really appreciate you coming on. And Robert, thanks again. Much appreciated, lads. Hopefully, yeah. we'll, hopefully, Stevie will get a result on Sunday. And again, I hope the bars can, again, on Sunday, hope the bar does well. Um, again, thanks a lot, lads. And I'll uh, stay safe and keep well. Much appreciated. Cheers.